missing from Billings for several weeks. Uh, some of these churches and chapels, they get desperate during the summer. So I generally get fully booked. I want to just turn this morning to the word of God in Genesis chapter 26. And I'm going to read from verse 12 down to verse 25. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the, the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abram, his father. And they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abram. He called them by the names which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gira quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug again another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called the name Rehoboth, because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Then he went up from there to be a Sheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abram. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abram's sake. So he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that it's a living word. Thank you, Lord, that it's a word that feeds us even in these days, Lord. We just come and ask now, Father that you will speak to us through your word this morning. Grant, O oh Father God, that we shall be quickened, we shall be encouraged, we shall be challenged. But more than anything, Lord, we pray that the power of the Holy Spirit shall descend upon us in this place and that, Father, today every need shall be met and we shall go out of this place as a revived people, knowing that we've been with the living God. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. The, the wells in these days were a common source of water. We've had it in our own history. There. Water dictated so much situations, places. Our land was covered with castles and large houses, but these were all sited so that they could get to the, the water. 
Water was so important. The, the, the spring was a natural source of water. It's something that, that couldn't be stopped. I was brought up in Oral, and in Oral there were several wells in various parts of the village. And I remember quite well on one occasion, one of these wells, after the property had started to be developed, the, the road started to come up. And I was talking to one of the old guys, and he said, I said, they're going to stop it. He said, they'll not stop it, Jim. I said, well, they're coming tomorrow. He said, if they stop it here, it'll come up in St. James's Road. Well, the council came and they stopped it. And I saw him, I said, they've stopped it. He said, have you had a walk up St. James's Road? I said, no. He said, well, go. And I walked up St. James's Road and it was coming up in St. James's Road because it was a natural spring. And folks, you can't stop them. You can't stop them. It's still running there. And they were in a situation where the wells had tried to stop them. They'd made it so that people couldn't access the water. Wells were there as a result of commitment, a result of work, hard work, costly in time. Folks, if you're digging wells, it's not for wimps. You see, the water was necessary to sustain life. Cut off the water and it's difficult to keep life going. God had blessed his people under Isaac. Jealousy started to come in, which it does. If there's blessing, folks, there's always jealousy. Because there'll be a class of people that can't cope with it. But God had blessed his people. He'd taken them through the valley. They needed water because the wells there had been stopped. It says that in verse 15. The water was still there, but it wasn't accessible or it wasn't visible. And so the word tells us that they dug again. You see, some things don't change. And I believe this morning that God would want us to open up a few wells. Because I think there's a lot of wells that have been stopped. A lot of them stopped by the enemy. As the Lord's people never underestimate the fact that we're in a constant battle. These people came. And I think it's interesting because the word of God records that they opened up the old wells before they dug the new ones. And I think there's a principle there. You see, so often in these days, we go for the new things. We go for the excitement. We, we go for the hype. These people went for the old wells. 
they dug them again. Then they went for the new. You see, so often we are desiring the new thing. We forget to see what God has done. So if you've brought your spades this morning, we're going to dig a few wells. There'll be a lot left when we're finished. But I just want us to look at three of them this morning. The first one is the well of salvation. The well of salvation, it runs right through the heart of the Christian message. And I believe that we should endeavour to bring the Christian message of salvation into nearly all, if not possible, all of our meetings. The simple gospel. The simple gospel. The dear friend of mine, he's gone to glory now, he was a Salvation Army officer. He went to a big meeting in London with his son. The meeting was progressing and you can imagine it with the band and all the hype that was going on. And they were coming out of the hall after the meeting was drawing to a close. And as they were coming out, Alan said to his son, there's nobody got saved. He was an old-fashioned salvationist. And he'd seen a man on the front row. And he went back in the hall. The meeting was coming to a close, but it was still going on. And Alan prayed with him and led him to the Lord. Because Alan had got a burden for the souls of men and women. He got a burden to see men and women saved. And in that great hall with all those salvationists, there was somebody there who didn't know Jesus and he found him. Folks, this is it. The well of salvation. We've got to get it central again, I believe, because we've pushed it to one side with some of the things that we do in church. Folks, we're not here to play church. We're here to save a nation. This is our call. This is, this is our desire. This should be our purpose, to see men and women and boys and girls brought into a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's one of the wells that we've allowed to be filled in. We look at the New Testament, full of the teaching, you know, we, we talk about atonement and justification, reconciliation, redemption, regeneration. All these are part of the Christian faith. This is what our faith is built upon. But it's a foundation, fundamental message the need to be saved. We don't walk and talk enough about the word of salvation. Nicodemus. What was said to Nicodemus? You must be born again. What about Paul on the Damascus Road? Oh, powerful man. But God broke in. Zacchaeus up the tree. 
a man that I knew and respected. He's gone to glory now. He's a police officer, detective, sergeant. He was going the, the way that a lot of people went. He was full of the world. He was getting involved then at that point with Jehovah's Witnesses. And somebody witnessed to him about Jesus. And he came through. And that man, I got to know him well. But that man was responsible for hundreds of people coming into a living relationship with Jesus. Because he never left the well of salvation. My own testimony on the 11th of March 1954 in that chapel down Oral, somebody came to me and said, Now, what about it, lad? I didn't know that God spoke in Lancashire dialect. <laughs> but it hit me. And I went down. People in the village said it'll not last. Well, that was in 1954. Dear own sons. Folks, I've got to say it goes better every day. It goes better as the days go on. Folks, we need to get back. Need to get back to the simple preaching of the gospel of salvation. Let's put Jesus back in his own place. The church, you see, failed for centuries to teach it. And God moved in. And God has moved in over the centuries. He raised up a man like John Wesley who was responsible for thousands coming into the kingdom. Folks, has the well of salvation been filled? Has it been filled in today in the church? The Salvation Army, which I've already quoted, are an organisation that are doing a fantastic work. But they're an organisation that spiritually are dying because they've been taken over by the things of the world. People of God, friends, are we ready and eager to proclaim Christ? Or has the well become filled in? You see, ageism doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're 14 whether you're 80, have we still got the well of salvation open? <coughs> I remember being out on church business on one occasion with, with the minister. And he said, before we go back, Jim, he said, I want us to go and see this gentleman. He said, he's a great, he's a great man of God, he said, but... 
He's been bedfast now, he said, for, for months. He said, let's call and encourage him. Well, I was all for that. We went in. His daughter showed us into the bedroom. And there he was, propped up in bed. We greeted him. And then he took over. How are you? Oh, rejoicing. He was a man propped up in bed and had been for weeks. But he was rejoicing. And the room just filled with the presence of Jesus. We'd gone to be encouraged, to encourage him. But we came away being encouraged because he got something of Jesus in him, friends. He started and he finished with the gospel and with Jesus. Folks, we need to get some of that passion back in our lives, in the way that we live and in the life of our church. I remember going to visit an old man over in Eccleston. He'd had connections with the church in Wigan for many, many years. And uh, when we went, his wife said, well, she said, the joint churches are having a meeting. She said, in, in the community room. She said, it, he's gone up there. She said, it's the, it's the Catholic priest who's speaking today. I said, that'll be fun. Knowing the kind of fellow that Ham was, you know. I said, I'll, I'll go up. So I went to the community hall and just pushed the door open. Only to hear Ham in his broad Lancashire accent addressing the priest that's getting to be born again. Can't see that needs to be born again. I don't know what happened to the priest, but I know that Ham came out of the meeting rejoicing because he told me, he said, he knows now, Jim. You see, it was burning within him. And whenever associated with people like this, friends, they've done me good. And this is not highfalutin stuff. This is the simple truth of the gospel. And we need to get back to it. We need not to proclaim it, we need to live it. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen. These are the old songs as well. Mike's laughing. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me, all his wondrous compassion and purity, all thou spirit divine, all my nature divine, till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Yes, friends, the wells of salvation. People of God, are we ready and eager to proclaim Christ as the well? You see, agent doesn't matter. The devil would seek to fill the well of salvation. But we've got the truth. It's an old saying, you know. All men need to be saved. All men can be saved. All men can know that they're saved. Open up the well. Let's get a new assurance 
a new eagerness, a new anointing. You see, the evangelism is still the very heart of the gospel. And the Great Commission is there. The thief comes to kill and destroy. I have come that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. See, only salvation can give this life. When we look at the township of Wigan today, think what it used to be like and what it is today. A place just full of sin and degradation. But folks, the world today, they're not interested in theories. They're not interested in doctrines. They're interested in the life-changing experience that we've got. Let's open up the well of salvation again. Bring it central into the things of God. But you see, I'd believe too that there's the well of the Holy Spirit. We go into Acts chapter 2, we see that wonderful account, don't we, of the day of Pentecost. We see the promises in John's Gospel. We see how we're encouraged to take hold of the Holy Spirit for service, for empowerment, for cleansing. Gifts are used today, but we so often lack the power that's associated with them. You see, the gifts of the Spirit are not there for entertainment. The gifts of the Spirit are there to empower God's people to proclaim Jesus and to see others brought into the kingdom. This, I believe, is another well that's been filled in. It's there for empowerment. It's there for cleansing. Gifts are used today, but so often we, we just lack the power. We become satisfied with what's happening. See, we talk a lot about power, but we lack it. Somehow or another, we've allowed the form to hide the purpose. I mean, many years as a Christian, before I knew anything of the filling of the Holy Spirit, I did everything back to front, which is a pretty typical, really. But I got saved. I got filled with the Spirit. And I got baptized. So I did everything backwards, virtually. But I remember in those days when the Spirit of God was, was moving in this area, it affected this church. It affected other churches in the area. As a matter of fact, I think it's true to say that this church is here today largely because of the move of the Holy Spirit in those days. 
that gave people a greater hunger. Folks, are we satisfied with what's happening? You see, we talk much about the, the, the power, but we lack it. And somehow or another, we, we allow the, the form to hide the, the real purpose. I'd been saved many years, knew nothing of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I remember being in a meeting one night and I said, well, can you have had this experience and not know it? And the minister said, oh no, you'll know it. Sometime after, a man came to a minister. He came to our home for, for dinner on the Sunday. We had our lunch, and he said, have you received the baptism in the Spirit? So I said, well, no. He said, do you want it? said, oh yes, because by this time I knew a little bit of something about it. He said, we're going to pray. And we knelt in front of the fire. And he prayed. And the power of God came and filled the place. Margaret was, was in on it. I just started to, to speak in tongues. It just flooded. And my life was absolutely changed. It was a few days after that Margaret received the, the gift of tongues. But something happened. The well of the Holy Spirit burst forth. Folks, this is something we need to proclaim. This is something we need to cherish. This is a well that I believe we've allowed to be filled in. And I believe that we need in these days a new emphasis on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We see healings. We've got faith to believe. So often, you know, we try and do things in the flesh. But these people, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, they went out in the power of the Holy Ghost. Friends, open up the well. Open up the well. In Ephesians 5, it says, Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And the real text of that is be being filled because you see it's an on flow, it's an ongoing thing. Folks, let it come. Let the Holy Spirit come and get that desire for it. There's some of you with me now. There's some of you shaking your heads a little bit. Folks, this is an experience. I'm sharing with you today what happened to me and what has happened to thousands of people. This is not something that's made up. This is an experience that we enter into that changes our lives. And I just praise God for the people who persevered with me in teaching and led me to that experience. 
Ephesians 5, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Be being filled. Let it flow. Let it come. There's no ageism. There's no retirement. God wants us to be filled. He wants us to be going forward. Friends, this morning, I believe it's one of the wells that we need to open up. The well of the Holy Spirit. Let it come in and change us. Folks, this place could bounce today if the Holy Spirit came and poured out upon us and we go out of that door as changed people. And folks, some of us need changing. And I'm one of them. Because you see, God's never done with us. There's greater things waiting for us than ever we've yet experienced. And we're limping along, limping along on a broken down bike and there's a Rolls Royce in the drive waiting for us. But I believe too that's one well, another well that we've been filled in. There's a well of renewal. Ephesians 5 talks about presenting a glorious church that 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 church that we read about, that church that we pray about, that church that sometimes we think about. In Ephesians 5, verse 27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Wonderful. That's church. That's not playing church. That is church. It was new. Isaiah 43, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Folks, this is renewal. Do you want to be renewed this morning? Do you want the power of God to come upon you this morning and revive you? He was ready to do a new thing. Folks, don't look to the past, it's gone. The greatest barrier to blessing to the people of God in this day is the past. Because we seem to cling on to it for dear life. Folks, let it go and let God come in and do a new thing. Renewal is God touching his people. And you know what it does? It changes us. It changes us. Do you not feel like a change? Do you not feel like there's something there that's waiting for you that you need to enter into? I'm not talking this morning about manifestations. Those might come. What I'm talking about this morning is not manifestations, but transformations. 
changing people, making us more like Jesus. This is, a, this is it. And this is a well that we've, we've allowed to be filled in. Friends, this morning, open up the wells, the well of salvation. Let's let it burn again within us. Let's get that urgency. The well of holy living. Let's enter into it. The well of the Holy Spirit. Receive it. Long for it. The well of renewal. Let God do it. Folks, these are some of the wells. I'm not being judgmental this morning. But I believe that I'm just burdened with some of these things in this day and age. God is ready. Ready to do a new thing in each one of our lives. He's ready to do a new thing in this church. If only we'll take our hands off and let him come. Have we got that desire? Started off with holiness. Eternal light, eternal light, how pure the soul must be. When placed within thy searching sight, it shrinks not but with calm delight can live and look on thee. O oh, how shall I, whose native sphere is dark, whose mind is dim, before thy glory there appear, and on my naked spirit bird that uncreated beam, there is a way for man to rise to that sublime abode, an offering and a sacrifice of Holy Spirit's energies, and advocate with God. These, these prepare us for the sight of holiness above. The sons of ignorance and night may dwell in the eternal light through God's eternal love. Friends, this morning, God is ready to do something with each one of us in this place. If only we'll let him. Let's just pray. I feel some of the wells that we've talked about this morning are wells that need to be opened. I don't normally do this because I'm no good at it. But I'm going to ask you this morning if there are wells in your life that you want God to open this morning. Just raise your hand. I'm not going to ask anybody to come forward. Raise hands and let's pray and expect God to open up those wells. Lord, I thank you for those people who have responded. And Lord, whatever well it is that needs opening up this morning, Lord, we just say thank you 
because we believe that through your Holy Spirit and through the name of Jesus, those wells are being opened up now. And for the rest of us, Lord, just come upon us again by your Spirit, Lord. Oh, Father, give us a quickening. Give us an enlightening, Lord, an enlivening in the things of the Spirit so that we shall go from this place this morning rejoicing and praising and rejoicing that our God is still on the throne. Thank you, Father, for all your goodness to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.